0: Hey, I'm Lucas. And I'm Jesse. And this is Double Blind.
1: Each week, Lucas and I each pick a breaking new scientific study. We put it into context and explain to you guys exactly what happened and why it matters. So if you're curious, come with us. We think it's
0: going to be a lot of fun. This week on Double Blind. Get smart. Could a new drug make you more intelligent? And
1: isolation how NASA is practicing for a human mission to Mars.
0: Jesse, why don't you tell us about this new drug? Okay, we will do. To start off, have you seen the movie Limitless? Yeah, I watched it on a plane, I think. Yeah, I definitely watched it on a plane. Yeah, um, I did too, actually. <laughs> oh, cool. That was a different plane, wasn't it? It was a different plane. That was actually on a
1: plane coming to see you out east. Oh, fun. Yeah but yeah that movie came out in i think 2011 uh it's a bradley cooper movie and it's pretty good actually
0: yeah it wasn't terrible i had low expectations going into it actually he,
1: uh, i found out it's actually premiering as a new tv series this month which is weird Hmm. which he's producing and is a uh, supporting role in so yeah weird um, okay <clears throat> anyway but that's a, that's a tangent so in in the film, he plays this down and out writer who starts taking this miracle drug. I forget the name of it in the film. It's some dumb name, and this drug ma- seems to magically increase uh, the the person who takes it's focus, concentration, intelligence, memory, everything. They're basically they basically become superhuman. It's
0: the dream I remember wishing that. I could take something like that.
1: Yeah, it sounds totally amazing. I think it's a fantasy for a lot of people that you could pop a pill and suddenly become like superhumanly intelligent. 100%. Yeah. Um, we're obviously a long way off from that world, but looks like we might be one step closer to it. Okay. Yeah. So there's a new um, study out of what is now my favorite long windedly named journal uh, <laughs> European Neuropsychopharmacology. Oh, yeah. Neuropsychopharmacology. A lot of bits in there. Yeah. And it's uh, not as much a new study as it is a meta-analysis, which we've talked Ooh. about many times before. I uh, love those. Yeah. Meta-analysis is a look at many, many different studies and uh, sort of combining of the results in a new way to try and get new information. Okay. Yeah. So this meta-analysis is a look at all the studies that have been done in the last little while.
0: On a drug called modafinil. 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 Okay. Um, so, so this is not a new drug. This is something that's been around for a while. Yeah, it's it was actually developed in the 70s.
1: So we it's been around for you know a long time. Although that's relatively new for for drugs to have been developed. Sure. So uh, you might know it more by its um, uh, brand name, which is Provigil. That's what it's sold
0: under okay. in I, the I, United I, Kingdom. I don't. But all right. Okay. Um.
1: It, the thing that it's actually prescribed for right now is narcolepsy. It's a wakefulness drug. Huh. Okay. So narcolepsy, if you don't know, is a brain disorder that causes people to fall asleep at any time and be constantly fatigued. It's a pretty brutal condition, actually. hmm And this, this drug, Provigil, monophenol is prescribed commonly, especially in the UK, as a treatment for it. Okay. Uh, and it seems to reduce a lot of the symptoms and improve wakefulness and ability to function in everyday life for people with narcolepsy. Awesome. Sweet. But for some time now, it's been taken by people without a prescription. Something that we call off-label in this case, which is taking it for something other than its intended effects.
0: Now, is it available without a prescription or is this like a black market type thing?
1: It's a weird thing. I believe it's... See, it's not illegal to obtain without a prescription in a lot of places, but you still need a prescription to get it.
0: Oh, okay. So that seems
1: odd. But I was able to find a ton of websites where I could order it online. (laughs) <laughs> gotcha so it's nowhere near the schedule level of drugs uh, like more common like party drugs or other you know per- perhaps ones like adderall that are that are known to be used and abused a lot by people gotcha it's it's pretty easy to obtain is what i'm saying we don't endorse it but you could go online and you could order some to your door for relatively cheap often drugs that don't get abused a lot or don't have a high mm-hmm. potential for abuse don't really get sanctions put on them. So they're still easy to access even if they're not available without a prescription. Okay. Right? And that's one of the key things about this drug is it doesn't seem to have a ton of side effects. It's not one that is easy to abuse. Huh. Well, that's nice. Let's talk about what the actual positive effects are first because we haven't even done that. Sure. This is a drug that's being taken for its positive effects, which are, in this case, if you don't have narcolepsy, an increase in concentration, concentration, decision-making, creativity, problem-solving, and ability to learn and solve problems. Whoa,
0: so it sounds like the drug from Limitless, almost exactly.
1: It sounds a lot like the drug from Limitless. Now, okay. th- yeah, as, as I mentioned earlier, Adderall is a drug that's frequently taken in universities and colleges and even high schools. Uh, mm-hmm. It's legally obtained by students mm-hmm. or, or legally obtained by getting a legit prescription for um for it for the treatment of for example adhd it's known as a very overprescribed drug it's pretty easy to get a prescription for okay um, adderall is basically meth like chemically they're basically really? the same it's just a clean meth really yeah i mean it's an amphetamine right huh i actually didn't know that yeah there's a great vice article where a former meth head yeah takes a similar dose of adderall and compares the experiences huh. and he describes the adderall high as exactly the same but without sort of the problems caused by impurities in the math. So uh, another one that's that's often taken like this is Ritalin. But mm-hmm. the, the problem with those is they have a lot of side effects. Um, they're dangerous. They can be very addictive. Um, they There's dependency that happens very quickly, so it becomes tough to wean off of them. Although they definitely do boost performance in some cases. Uh, they're taken to study before l- l- big tests and exams and stuff, and people are able to stay up all night and study and concentrate really effectively. Right. Yeah. So... Back to motofenol. There have been a number of studies on it in the past, but they've been mostly focused on its effects on sick or sleep deprived individuals and not as much on healthy people. Sure. So what's cool about this meta-analysis is that they structured it in such a way that they basically removed all of the results that most of the studies were actually looking for where they were looking at the sick people. And they looked mostly at the
0: people who were not sick who were receiving the drug. Oh, so did they look at like what was used as the control groups in a lot of these studies? That's basically the idea. Oh, that's clever in, of them. In the original studies,
1: of course, those were the groups that were not paid attention to aside from the fact, aside from to use them to balance out the results and, and
0: control for, for, right, the, of for course. the results. Um, yeah. But in this
1: case, those control groups were the subjects of, the, of this meta-analysis, really. Huh. That's very cool. I yeah. like that. Um, they looked at 24 of the most recent studies that were done on modafinil. And of course, as I mentioned, focused on its effect on healthy people. And what they found kind of backs up the anecdotal observations that have been floating around on the internet and verbally for a long time, which is that uh, it does actually improve performance in a lot of a lot of areas. Um, really? Yeah. The The quote from a study was that modafinil was found to consistently engender enhancement of attention, executive functions and learning.
0: Interesting. And has this by like a noticeable amount where if I took it, I would feel smarter? Well, that sort of data wasn't collected in these studies obviously because that's of course. not what they were looking yeah. at
1: so all we have there is anecdotes from people who take this drug right um, there's some people who are relatively well known who do one example is the guy who runs the bulletproof executive blog that a lot of people are talking about he the bulletproof coffee okay. idea of putting butter in coffee in the morning came from that oh yeah i just heard about that recently yeah, probably heard Bulletproof Coffee is where it's mostly yeah. running around. He's said that he takes modafinil as well to to boost his performance and learning. A lot of other people do, and they've written about their experiences online. And you can go online and read about them. And mostly, what they say is that there's a clear, noticeable improvement in performance, and the side effects really aren't any worse than having a bunch of caffeine in the day. Worst case scenario, if you take too much, you can get a little jittery, you know. Yeah. Maybe a little less trouble concentrating because there's too much going on in your head. Whatever. This is fascinating. It is. This is really fascinating. and we're going to have to get into a bit of speculation here because we're not at the point yet where this drug has been really studied specifically for its effects on
0: healthy people. Right. Although the hope is that this study is going to lead the way for that. Right. So so can we say from this this one meta-analysis yeah. that this is an indication that these anecdotes that have been floating around for a while about this drug might be more than the placebo effect?
1: Yes. What What they were definitely able to confirm from this is that there were no significant obvious short-term side effects mm-hmm. and that there was definitely that gain while well under the influence of the drug in terms of concentration and, and general function and attention. All right. Okay. And yeah, it's definitely worthy of, worthy of further study. Um, hmm. what, One of the most interesting results from this was that they found by looking at one study that was done carefully, they found that the drug actually also increase the enjoyment of difficult tasks oh that's cool which is a really interesting idea that that it's not might not even be making people you know better at completing a task or smarter or more intelligent or better at concentrating the benefit could be and we won't know until we study it further the benefit just could be that it increases the enjoyment of difficult complex processing tasks
0: I like that as a mechanism of how the drug works. I just <laughs> like that idea. It's yeah. like,
1: it's like you know, it's using the reward system to motivate you to use what you've already got in a way. So that, that's, that's huh. a cool concept as well.
0: That's very cool.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it's unlikely that we'll see a lot more research on this soon because the idea of a smart drug is something that people really are clamoring for. A lot of science fiction has the idea of, you know, being able to take a drug and then quickly learn a language or something while under the influence of it and having that stick in your mm-hmm. brain. And this looks like it might be one step towards that.
0: So, I mean, I don't know if this, like, study dealt with this, but is there any where I guess this is questions two part. So does the information stick in your brain after you've learned it under the influence of the drug? Is there yes. any indication of that? It yeah. does. Yes. Cool. At least from one of the studies, there was retention of the information in the same way. After. So, so yeah, so you retain information, but is there any, like, long term increase in intelligence or focus or concentration or is this just purely when i'm under the influence of the drug
1: yes well this is where this is where we get to the the, the key shortcoming of this whole meta-analysis and of the studies it's looking at which is that there is no right. long-term research right gotcha so even for side effects even even for side effects we don't know right. whether this is something that might have no side effects or something that might cause brain cancer right there's there's no this has not been studied really beyond the scope of a couple a couple hours or days after you've taken the drug so we're a heck of a long way off but a lot of people are getting really excited about this and apparently the sales have increased on a lot of these websites since this research i believe that for sure i saw it
0: going around social media a lot yeah i mean it's really appealing so you've done some research into this now yeah are you going to order some online? I am
1: so tempted. I, yeah? Like, I, I am so, so tempted. I, I don't think I'm going to just because, okay. I, I mean, A, it's it's still like a f- fair amount of money to drop on a total. Yeah. Woo. Uh, and B, I just don't, like, I just don't know. There's not enough information out there. I, I'd need to see one study dedicated to the taking the drug as a healthy person before I would right. be at least open to trying it. And once again, I'd like to remind everybody that we do not condone the purchasing of illicit drugs online or other means. But if you do, please email us and tell us what your experience was like.
0: (laughs) 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 And now it's time for the abstracts. Every week, we find tons of studies that we just don't have time to feature on the podcast. So here's a couple interesting headlines. You can find more details on these at our website, doubleblindscience.com.
1: Well, this one I thought was pretty incredible. This Massachusetts-based company has developed a device that can keep a heart alive in a box after it's been taken out of the body for a long period of time. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's this heart in a box, on, and it's on a wheeled cart. <laughs> So, it has an oxygen supply and a sterile chamber for the heart and tubing to clamp the donor heart on and keep it fed with blood and nutrients. So, it can actually have the heart
0: continue to be pumping outside of the body. People are living longer. A study funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates (laughs) Foundation found, as expected, life expectancy worldwide continues to increase. Right. But the interesting result is that so is the length of time that people spend sick at the end of their lives. Researchers found a 6.2-year life expectancy increase since 1990, but with only a 5.4-year increase in healthy life expectancy. Hmm. So that's nearly nearly a year of sick time at the end of people's lives worldwide. (laughs) All right. So I'm I'm really excited because on October 2nd, one of my favorite books that I read in recent memory is being made into a movie. And it looks really, really cool. Yes. Uh, You've read it too, The Martian. (laughs) Yes. I love that book so much. The Martian by Andy (laughs) Weir. I highly recommend it. And being turned into a movie. The movie looks pretty great. It's got some great cast members. Um, it's got Matt Damon saying he's gonna science the shit out of this. We can get by Uh that. yeah, just that alone. It's it's gonna be great. Uh for those of you who haven't read the book, it's really cool because it actually takes a very, I think, scientifically accurate look. I've heard it's at, very, very accurate. At the sort of problems you might face on on Mars. And I mean, there are a whole manner of problems which we can predict and which we, you know, don't know about the unknown unknowns. And one thing you have to think about is a journey to Mars would really be the ultimate road trip. You know, <laughs> after after a couple days stuck in a car with somebody, you get a little sick of them. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> you need a really good mixtape.
0: Yeah, you need a really good mixtape. So, I mean, a human trip to Mars would not be a couple days. It'd be between one and three years round trip. Whew. And... This could lead to some issues, some serious issues, in fact, for the mental well-being of the astronauts on this trip. Of course. So how do you plan for this? Well, the answer is your role play. And that's what NASA's doing. NASA has recently built a dome on Mauna Loa, which is a volcano in Hawaii. Okay. And at the end of August, they took six people. They put them inside the dome and they closed the dome. And they're going to open the dome again in a year.
1: What? Wait, actually?
0: Yeah, like actually. I do. <laughs> this uh, happened. This happened at the end of August.
1: Sir, I can't believe that. Yeah. Who volunteers for that?
0: Well, six people who want to make a journey to Mars a little closer to reality. Wow.
1: Yeah. What? What? Are they, I have. got I have so many questions. <laughs> what are they? Do, what are they doing there? What's it like? Where are the toilets? Like what?
0: so i mean they really tried to get this as close to mars as they could okay now of course they're still on earth so there's a lot of reasons why this is not the same as mars wait
1: are they are they trying to make this close to mars or close to what the 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 capsule or the spaceship
0: would be so this is talking about actually living on the surface of mars for a year got it this is this is being on the surface of mars okay um so they, they chose hawaii and they chose a volcanic landscape because it's pretty desolate sure Kinda looks like Mars. Yep, not really, but kinda. There's minimal plants and animals around. That was a key thing. You don't want to be able to see plants or animals. And the people they chose on this were the sort of people you might think of sending to Mars. They found an astrobiologist, okay. so someone who studies the possibility of life outside Earth. Yep, a physicist, a pilot, an architect, a doctor, and a soil scientist. It sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. They all walk into a dome, and then, then NASA
1: closes the dome. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool that's a good mix of people
0: yeah i mean to to be fair they are allowed out of the dome but they have to be wearing a space suit
1: okay interesting
0: yeah so they they are trying to keep this relatively uh relatively accurate and the dome is tra- is is opaque right like they can't it's see opaque. out. Yeah. yeah can't see out um so they're living the space together They've got little private cots and offices sure. inside it, but it's a communal kitchen and lab space, and so they they really are in close quarters. Okay. And it's there's a couple interesting details. Like, they're not being given fresh food for a year. Oh, wow. Right? Because if you were on Mars, you wouldn't have fresh food. Or even, and get this, fresh air. Oh, boy. Right? Because if you were on Mars, you can't breathe fresh air because you'd have to take your air from Earth. So, I mean, it really does sound like... A plot of the martian
1: yeah totally like that's basically yeah. i'm just waiting for them to grow potatoes
0: yeah exactly that would be the, <laughs> that would be what you'd have to do yeah. this really does beg one key question yeah um why right why, why are you doing this and i mean the reason is When we do eventually send people to Mars, it'll be longer than we've ever put people in space for before.
1: Right. Ever? Even on the space station anything like that? Even on
0: the space station. So currently the record on the space station is 14 months. Okay. So, and, and even then you can still see Earth. Yeah. You still have that like visual connection, which mentally might be very important. And so all sorts of trouble could arise. And it's easier and a lot cheaper if we figure out what sort of trouble might arise ahead of time right be it interpersonal conflicts or mental health issues and so experiments like this allow researchers to better select qualified applicants and compatible participants
1: so this is above all a psychology experiment right
0: it's above all a psychology experiment
1: and i imagine that they were like heavily tested beforehand so they have all of this personality data to go on for future right i would imagine i would
0: imagine so i'm not sure but i would imagine so I'll, I'll talk briefly about a couple other experiments which have been done. And okay. some of the most valuable data comes from journals and logs sure. that they each write, which are analyzed analyzed later. This is the longest U.S. isolation experiment right. ever conducted. However, um, there was one called Mars 500, okay. which started in 2010. It was cooperation between Europe, uh, Russia, and China. Okay. They launched a 520-day exercise, Wow, so a year and a bit. And they put six men through a simulated mars mission and they even went a little further than the u.s did in a couple ways because they also simulated shuttle trips from earth descent to mars the surface of the planet wow. and the return journey that's
1: very detailed
0: yeah they had a series of rooms which simulated each of these ships and they just okay. transfer them from room to room interesting and kept them in there for the time frame they need to be in there okay and this one they have looked at they looked at uh journal logs they've looked at you know essentially activity logs kind of like fitbit logs for each of the people who went through this it was kind of concerning results um out of the six people who went through this four had serious sleep issues as well as depression self-isolation and avoidance of exercise wow so these are all things that would you know affect the mood of people on a long space trip and you you don't want that so you, you want your astronauts like fit and in a good mood right fit in a good mood and able to think critically and depressed people probably aren't the best people to make life and death decisions in the middle of space absolutely yeah so at face value these experiments might sound a little silly but it's a lot cheaper to run them now than to have something go critically wrong in the future
1: Well, that's it for this week. Um, We've got links to the studies that we discussed and more in this episode's show notes. As usual, those are on our website, doubleblindscience.com.
0: We hope you've enjoyed our adventure into this week's science news. Next week, we have a very special edition of Double Blind, the first episode ever recorded in the same city.
1: Yeah, that's we're both going to be in Vancouver.
0: It's going to be crazy. Is that
1: i guess even the first one yeah
0: we, we've never even the first one no, we've never done it didn't
1: we oh yeah because those were our test but episodes, that never, so never used those them. were our
0: test episodes we never used those ones oh my gosh so this is gonna be we've the first never ever... actually done this will be the first real episode that is in the same cool. room we'll, have to, very we'll have
1: to post some embarrassing photos
0: oh yes of that we'll be naked don't worry
1: no
0: <laughs> okay Um, Did you see something in the news you'd like us to cover? (laughs) Maybe a headline seems too good to be true, or a story no one's explained clearly enough. Clearly (laughs) enough. Clearly nearly. (laughs) Maybe a story that no one's even pronounced clearly enough. Give us a (laughs) shout. (laughs) Stories at DoubleBlindScience.com or on Twitter at DoubleBlindSCI. If your name is Jesse Lupini, go get some sleep. You need it. (laughs) I, 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 yeah, I do.